welcome to the Simon Short Podcast brought to you by championshipsportsmedia.com. I'm your host, Simon Short. Um, coming to you today, we are going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just want to give my quick thoughts on all the news and rumors and speculation and um, updates that have come out this week in light of the Steelers' recent loss in the wild card round of the playoffs, effectively ending their season, starting their offseason. And with that comes a lot of decisions to be made, probably the biggest decision that has been made in Pittsburgh recent history since, I guess, 07 when Mike Tomlin was named head coach before that in 0304 when it came to drafting a new quarterback. Um, this is a new era. It's going to be the post Ben Roethlisberger era. This whole offseason is going to be about what that looks like and how it gets started. And that starts with Mike Tomlin's press conference, um, end of year press conference when he was asked about the position, asked about the internal guys. Um, and then following that press conferences with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins about the role. So we're going to be talking about that today. I'm also going to hopefully have an extended conversation about the Steelers offseason with a guest next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, also this week, I'll have a special bonus episode coming out later in the week. Um, I have a guest on who I'm very excited to talk to about a team I am very interested in. Um, both how they perform this season. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about their off season because they'll also have an interesting one. But I just wanted to come to you early today on my usual Thursday to talk about the Steelers and just these recent updates real quick. This week on championshipsportsmedia.com, I have two posts that went up. The first one is my off season primer. Um, it's kind of the second version of this idea that I started um, back earlier in the season after the second Bengals loss was truly, truly disheartening. The team had just come off of the tie to the Lions, another loss the previous week, and then just got blown out by the Bengals. Fans really started to see the changing of the tides in the AFC North. We were wondering where we were going, what was happening. Um, dark times. And so I did my first round of this is what the team needs to do to fix this team for next year. This is what we're potentially looking at going into the offseason. Now I'm doing basically round two of that. And it's a little clearer picture. Of course, we're all coming off of a little more positive vibes, you know, ending the regular season on three straight wins, including Ben's last win at Heinz Field, including his last win against the Ravens. Um, then, of course, they go on to lose against the Chiefs in the wild card round. But, you know, we're all feeling a little bit better, but there's still a lot of things that are going need to be fixed going into next year. Number one thing that we are asking about right now is who's going to be the quarterback. So that's what I'm coming to you today to discuss. In my piece, stay in-house for their quarterback position for next year. That's not necessarily what I want, what I would like, what I believe will put the best product on the field, but it is what I am increasingly believing is most likely, and taking a step back from a team building standpoint might be the right move to make. 
that feeling was, I don't know, you could argue it either way, corroborated or maybe even not corroborated by Mike Tomlin's comments during his end of season press conference when asked about Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, if he thought that they would be essentially competing for the starting job if one of those two would be the starter. He essentially said both men have earned the right to compete for that position. Trying to parse all that out, get through the weeds. To me, that means, hey, we're not going to bring someone in that's just going to trump them automatically. So that means probably not Aaron Rodgers, probably not Russell Wilson, probably means that it's there's not a rookie in the draft that we feel like we could take that would automatically be the starter. Now, it doesn't mean they don't take someone around one, two, three that would compete against Mason and Dwayne and potentially win that spot. But it does mean that there's a good likelihood that Mason and Dwayne are competing one, two. And I highlighted that in the piece. It seemed very obvious, contractually speaking, giving Mason a one-year extension to me means this guy is your bridge quarterback. There's a good chance of that. Dwayne Haskins, his contract situation, he's a restricted free agent. They can offer him like a $3 million tender. And if someone else matches and takes him, still let's get a first round pick. Sounds good. I expect both of those guys to be in camp competing for the job. I reasonably have high expectations that one of those two will be the starter for next season. Now, why is this maybe the right decision or maybe even a good decision, you could say? Drafting quarterbacks is tricky. The draft in general is tricky. You have a 50-50 shot in the first couple of rounds of getting somebody that's going to be meaningful to your team. You have about a 40% chance of taking a quarterback in the first two rounds and getting someone that's going to be meaningful for your team. I tweeted this out uh, the other day of round one quarterbacks drafted since 2011. I did 2011 and 2020. I did not take in the 2021 guys just because we're not sure yet. Quarterbacks, I usually like to see what their second year as a starter looks like. But first round quarterbacks, 2011 to 2020, I think about 44% of quarterbacks you could consider franchise quarterbacks. And that's a conservative number because I was, or maybe I should say it was a favorable number number because I was including guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Baker Mayfield as those, you know, franchise quarterbacks, because you can start them. You can put a good team around them. You can make the playoffs. And when you're in the playoffs, you never know. Now, if you're a Steeler fan and you saw Baker Mayfield, you're probably saying that guy's not it. I'm not counting him as that franchise quarterback. That's fine. I'm not arguing that. All that's doing is decreasing your odds. So when you have a quarterback draft class like this one, your Sam Howells, your Matt Corrals, your Kenny Pickett's, where nobody is really, you're knocking out of the park. This guy is a franchise quarterback. If you're saying that, I feel like those odds are lower. When you take last year's draft and you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence at the top, a guy like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, those are guys that people were touting all year long in the college football season. In Lawrence and Fields' case, guys that have been touted since they were in high school as future number one top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 picks. The year before, Joe Burrow had a ton of hype 
through that last season of LSU, became one of the dominant figures in college sports, became the first overall picks, having an outstanding second season in the NFL. These guys in this draft at quarterback are not that. They're guys that have not been talked about for most of the year. Kenny Pickett started getting a little buzz right at the end of the season, just from a national talking head standpoint. And honestly, if he didn't do that fake slide and, and spark a discussion of, is this fair for defenses? I don't know if he would even be talked about as much as he is now. I don't grind college football tape or anything like that. I'm looking forward to digging into the process a little bit now that we're in the off season. Um, but just from everything that I'm reading and hearing and not hearing, there's not a standout quarterback in this draft. So when you already have such a low chance of finding that franchise QB in the draft, even in a typical year, and now we're in a year where it seems like those odds are even lower, why waste that first or second round pick? All right. So moving on from the draft, if you're not thinking about the draft, guys, I was in the, hey, sign a average quarterback who's looking for a starting job, a Mariota, a Trubisky. Um, even before back in November, I was highlighting Bridgewater and Tyrod Taylor, guys like that. But why? So over the last few weeks of the season, the holes on this team, while they're, they're you know, they're, they have great assets in some places, they have glaring holes in others. So the middle linebacker position is just a mess. The offensive line, while I like a couple of the pieces, there's a lot of holes that are going to need to be filled. The, you know, you need a downfield threat. You need an additional weapon at wide receiver. You're going to need an outside corner with Joe Hayden and Akilah Witherspoon, both being free agents. You need a backup edge rusher um, because you don't know what Taco Charlton's going to do for you next year if he's even around. There's a lot of holes that need to be filled. Why spend that extra, I don't know, three to five million more than you're paying a Mason Rudolph, who's going to be getting about five million next year. Why take that money, give it to another quarterback when you still have holes to fill? Would you rather have a Mariota over a Rudolph so much more that you don't have, that you're starting James Pierre as your outside corner instead of an Akella Witherspoon? Or would you rather have a Sam Howell in the second round and keep Bush and Schobert as your middle linebackers for next year? I wouldn't. This team has so many holes that need to be filled. This quarterback position, while Mason Rudolph's not the guy, Dwayne Haskins is not the guy, whoever else you pull off the scrap heap is not the guy. Neither is Mariota. Probably neither is Howell or Pickett or whatever rookie you want to throw in there, especially if their supporting cast is not strong enough. And I'm not just talking, hey, I have an extra receiver. Hey, let's get, you know, the team league's best defensive player, which they have. Put an offensive line in front of the guy. Make sure you can run the ball. Defensively, make sure you're not going to be the worst rush defense in the league. Defensively, make sure – you can make stops and put a quarterback in good position by helping them out if, you know, you start off in bad field position like they did a lot this year. Put everything else together first, 
then bring in your quarterback on the Berkey contract, which is still said by everybody, or at least all the smart people. Good quarterback on a rookie contract is the most valuable thing you can have. And sure, you could be like the Bills. You could bring in the quarterback and then try to build everything back on the fly. But how well does that work? Right? How often does that work? It worked pretty well for the Bills. They have a lot of forward-thinking people in that organization who could do that. Steelers are very set in their ways. It's very much draft, develop, homegrown, re-sign your own. Put everything together first. Put this quarterback in a good position, whoever it's going to be. Because if you put Mariota behind that offensive line, it's not necessarily going to be great. Sure, you can run around and do some things. I like Mariota. But all you're doing is prolonging what you'll need to do, which is bring somebody else in. And if you bring Mariota in, like I said, you're giving up bringing someone else in. Uh, a couple other things uh, from the team this week. Um, speculation and, and everything is kind of looking like it's going to be confirmed. Defensive coordinator Keith Butler appears to be set to retire. Uh, this is typically what happens with Steelers coordinators, Bruce Arians, um, Keith Butler now, Randy Feetner last year. When they get to the, their last year of their contract, Steelers usually just let it expire if they're ready to move on. I think everybody's ready. I know fans are ready. Um, I think Butler's ready. I think the Steelers are ready, ready to move on. So I have a piece up on championshipsportsmedia.com on that as well. You can find that on there. Um, it's looking like Keith Butler's going to retire. It's looking like Terrell Austin is going to be elevated and taking his place, though. So don't expect too many changes. It's still going to be another in-house promotion for the position. Another guy that's going to be pretty much working under Tomlin's thumb. But we can at least take some solace in A. Austin has his own defensive coordinating experience. He might be bringing in something different. He might be willing to might be willing and able to do something a little different than what they've been doing the last couple of years. So just be on the lookout for that. Don't expect too many changes, but you might see some little stuff around the edges. Looks like our guy Matt Canada is going to be back. Um, all I'm saying is, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It was a tough year this year. They kind of knew going into the year it was going to be a tough year this year. If they can put the right team in place in terms of average quarterback play, but really improve the offensive line to help the running game, um, help out the run defense, you might get an overall better product. I don't necessarily believe right now that Canada is the right guy, especially if in a year or two I'm going to draft a rookie quarterback and try to build around him. But looks like we're going to have to just wait and see. So maybe another reason to not draft your rookie right now. Maybe see if Canada is the real deal first. Uh, but other than that, Tomlin's still here. You know, your, your pillars are still going to be there on the defensive side, Fitzpatrick, Watt, Hayward. But yeah, the offense – it's going to look different without Ben out there. So we'll just have to kind of see what happens next. So that's all for me today. Um, just wanted to hit those notes from the news this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to stay tuned for later in the week where we'll have that special guest to talk about a very, very interesting team and then um, probably digging into some more Steelers stuff next week. So thank you all for joining. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.